0: Our life there we go on the podcast today if you didn't hate us before you should probably hate us now because we have wrestling royalty on today the one the only california's finest okay uh, by the way we had a lot of california girls on it but anyhow uh, in the final x but we got the best we got forest molinari i don't know what what's up with snowflake
1: What would that start with? That's an old nickname from high school, actually. People have been wondering about that. Like, it just came out of nowhere. But uh, me and my little buddies in high school came up with it, and we thought it was funny, you know, it was a little joke. And then I put it on my social media way back when I was, like, 15, 16 years old, and I just left it on there for years. And then before Final X last year, uh, the flow guy started saying it was snowflake season. Like, it was my time to finally make the senior world team, and then it just took off from there.
0: You know what it kind of bugs me with that? Like, okay, obviously, you got a nickname. You got something that you can market with, right? Right. How shitty is wrestling that, like, when you come out for Final X, they don't have, like, a snow machine or fog or, like, something that, like, emulates that? You know what I mean? Like, they should be running with that. The Ice Queen, the snowflake herself, like, just boom, you that's know? A, just like a, like, frozen, like, that's like a really good idea. I wish I'll tell you what, I'll tell oh. you what. If we, if I do a SoMar shootout and you come, I will make that happen, dude. I was just All thinking right?
1: actually, like with Olympic trials. I wish they were at Carver again because I would 100 percent get like a oh, snow yeah. machine and let it like just make it snow oh. the whole time when I walk out of the tunnel. How cool would that be? All right, if dude, I come out totally. and wrestle in that, you got to get a snow machine,
0: dude. It's on. Um, I'm gonna do it, Josh. You know I will too because I'm uh, stupid and I spend dumb money <laughs> on stupid. <laughs> Things in that. I'll tell you right now. She's just there with snow codes after. Come on, guys. Ravel spent the money. <laughs> just snow codes for everybody. <laughs> codes for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how great would that be? She wrestles, kicks butt, and then you're outside, you go to the concession, and Forrest is there making snow codes. World <laughs> team really, members is like, what flavor you want? My Mexican cousins funny. all upset. <laughs> He's taking her business. Oh gosh, that'd be terrible.
1: Anyhow, how are you? I'm awesome, dude. Just getting ready for worlds. It's been really good lately.
0: Oh man! So Josh asked the question earlier, which I don't like it. But being that, uh, and the rest of the team was off across. Where was she at? Where were they at, Josh? They were in Japan after after Dogu, I think. You
2: were the only one that went to Dogu, though, right? Yeah, I was the
1: only female that went. Um, Just because Terry Steiner wanted to only send people whose ranking it could affect. So a couple of our girls were already locked in for number one anyways. Um, So I was just the only girl who happened to need to go just to solidify my ranking for the two spot. Um, And I wanted it to be my last tournament before Worlds, just, you know, getting ready to go. Uh, So I went, and then we had a national team camp. They left. Like three days after I got back from Dogu to go to Japan, so it was better for me to not go to Japan and just like actually get to take a kind like a week off of the mat because that was my first week off all year. I haven't taken oh, any time nice. off yet, you know. Um, so it was good to get a week off and just kind of recoup the uh, recoup the body and get ready to go, you know, get amped up for worlds.
0: Man, so so then I take it you don't believe in burnout for me, no. I don't. Yeah,
1: no, I don't think so.
0: You hear that all the time. Right? You I'm after burnt like
1: out.
2: Even after a three month high school season, you're not completely
1: burnt out. <laughs> a, a three month high month school break. season. <laughs> <laughs> Our season's like literally nine months long. Like my first competition was Euregan in January. You know, Thank like you. it's nonstop. You gotta
0: eat, live, breathe wrestling. Hear that, ladies? No more complaining about I'm burnt out after a. And some of those girls too, like take half the season off. It's ridiculous. Like, what? Are you burned out already? That's insane. Holden, Holden
1: always like, like kind of boasts about this, but he's like, I can count the number of practice for us missed in her entire high school career on one hand. I never miss practice. You know what I mean? But like, look where that's gotten me. Like, you gotta, you gotta have that
0: mindset. Yeah, even if it's senior ditch day, she's like, ah. i on be campus, like, <laughs> cool. But I'll be at yeah. practice. <laughs> 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 not that, not uh. that they can, not that any of us are condoning it. But as a coach, <laughs> not mad at it. Like I didn't even know my kids are missing school. To be honest with you, because I have my walk-on coach everywhere I'm at. So like, I don't even know the kids miss. I'm just like, you're at practice, okay, good. You're good. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's, I don't even know about anything we're, else. We're really just here to so.
2: wrestle, anyway. I mean. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's
0: true. Yeah, it's my, it's my I mean, if you're only you're only academically eligible to wrestle, right?
1: Yep. As long as you're <laughs> eligible, you got decent <laughs> grades, you're good to go. That's
0: yeah, all, no, no, that's, no. no. We, that's what I majored
2: in college was staying eligible. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Eligibility. Yeah. <laughs> Eligibility through college. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so in college, happened. what did you study? No, wait, what did what did you study in college, Forrest?
1: Uh, I got two degrees. One was business administration and one was uh, mathematics. And I actually finished my master's last year in October. In, um, in
0: mathematics or in business?
1: No, in coaching and athletic administration.
0: Oh, okay. So I've got three uh, uh, AD, different degrees. <laughs> AD. <clears throat> maybe. Maybe. That'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> Can you imagine Forrest being the AD at Iowa? So the AD is like on the girl side, it's like wrestling, and it's for the first time, like wrestling gets all the funding and all the Big Ten money. Oh, and, and basketball's like, what about us? You finally, like, it's like, you're like, you guys are
1: fine, man. You've gotten the money all these past yeah. years. We're going to fund
0: only wrestling this year. Yeah. Those <laughs> balls never go bad, they go for <laughs> years. Go ahead. I had to say basketball for my childhood, it lasts forever. <laughs> That'd be great. What were you
2: saying, Josh? No, I was asking, so where did so where did Snowflake to my name is Jungle come in? How did where did that transition?
1: Oh, that was just another joke from uh high school. <laughs> the jungle thing is just because my name's Forrest, we thought it would be funny if I was like jungle or tree or whatever. So when I made Twitter, I put my name is jungle. Don't I don't know why <laughs> like looking <laughs> back now, like what I was thinking, but I when That's I made my Twitter. Ex-
0: that's pretty much the excuse I use for everything, and I'm forty-something years old. I, I still use that. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. I don't know what I was thinking. I, I ask, just yeah. as
1: fifteen-year-old Forrest, you know, I have no <laughs> idea why. <laughs> but I stayed uh, on there, and I mean, people notice it. You know, it's funny. So why not?
2: So I think awesome. that everybody that's alive that that pays attention to wrestling should know you're part of Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Definitely. Um, explain how that's helped you, like jump levels and just your mindset and your training all everything that goes in it
1: there's a lot of different areas that I think um Hawkeye Wrestling Club has really helped me improve I mean the mentality I think it's always been there for me you know I've always been just gritty and tough but it's another level here um a big one's discipline so like with me I don't know, like, say cutting weight. Like, everyone knows I cut weight. It doesn't bother me. Like, I'm not scared. I got to lose 20 pounds in two days? Sure, I got it. No problem. You know what I mean? But that's not good to do, obviously. But it doesn't scare me. And, like, Tom and Terry are so big on being disciplined, and that's something that I've really had to work on. Like, with weight management, with my diet, um, workouts It's not a problem. Like, I'll keep working out till I can't walk. That's not the issue. But just, like, other things, like outside stuff – So I think discipline has been a big one. Um, and technique, I feel like I'm really good at scrambling, but my fundamentals needed a lot of work and this is the best program in the country in the world to work on fundamentals. You know what I mean? So I've seen a huge improvement there. Um, positioning finishes on my shots and that opens up my scrambling even better. So I think I've really improved in both areas. And then, uh, I mean, I just love it here, you know. How can you not? The people here love wrestling. The community supports it so much. So, I mean, it's been awesome to be here.
0: So, for you then, I mean, like you said, like you're scrambling. When people talk about freestyle, you know, they, they act as if there's no scrambling. And it's like, if you could freestyle scramble, your folk style scrambling is like 10 times better. Oh, Would you for agree? sure. Oh, Cause sure, you, can't, yeah. you can't expose. So if you can't, especially with the new, like danger rule in, in, in folk style wrestling, yeah. like, dude, if you can freestyle and not give up points, you can folk style. I mean, am I wrong 100%, there?
1: No, I a hundred percent agree with that. When I watch the scrambling, like with folk style guys, I almost feel like it's easier because you can not mm-hmm. roll across your back. Like there's times I want to funk roll, but you can't, you know what I mean? You got to be able to yeah. hit guys and stuff. So, I mean, People who just don't maybe don't know a whole lot about freestyle or high level freestyle wrestling, like don't see the scrambling that goes into it. But I mean, there's a lot, and if you're good at it, it can open up a lot of different areas for you to score and really frustrate people.
0: Yeah, no, I, I noticed that because even like with my daughter when she started wrestling at Lindenwood, uh, she was wrestling some All Americans, and I'm like, oh, how's this going to go? And there was like sequences of long scrambles, and I was like thinking in my head, like, God, you really don't see that often. You know, like actual yeah. scrambling, you know, and over and, and doing things that you don't usually see. And I think that's kind of missing. I think on the girl side, I don't think people, I don't know if they coaches just feel like they don't have enough time to go over it or they just don't know how to go over it. Like, where did you start working on your scrambling per se?
1: I don't even know. It just kind of started to develop like. You know, I, I like crotch lifting. I like sit in the corner and I'm long for my weight class too. So it kind of gives me a leverage advantage. So if someone gets on my leg and I throw their head outside, you know, I'm going to hit a switch in there and then hit Pice. Um, I love being on an ankle wizard and start moving around in there. I think I'm really good there. I'm really comfortable in like a seatbelt wizard position. So I don't know, just these different areas I, I like to be in and I would put people there and that kind of started developing my scrambling and I would like just skip any basic defense and go straight to it. You know what I mean? And Terry Steiner's like, you've got to learn how to sprawl, dude. Like quit going straight to an ankle. <laughs> like I'm giving you the corner. You can have it. I want the ankle. it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I don't know. It just like as I started to learn more about wrestling and really develop as a wrestler, that's just kind of where I naturally gravitated to. And uh, now that I've gotten some fundamental stuff down, it really – puts me a whole, you know, step ahead in the scramble once I initiate it. And then I know where I'm going. I know I'm going to score, but for the coaching side of it, I think women just need more work on chain wrestling. I think girls like in general still look maybe like, all right, I'm a shoot. She's going to sprawl. We're going to be in front headlock. I got to get up. You know what I mean? It's just very like one, one, one. And I don't think of it like that. Like for me, I get in on a shot. There's Four or five different ways i can finish i can go back and forth between two different finishes and that's learning how to chain wrestle and i think girls just are kind of behind in that area
0: yeah i i I can agree with that and actually it's going like that way on the boy side too i've noticed you know when you see the high level kids in the state they're kind of so good that they're just one shot one takedown versus you know like constantly moving along and i know For like my club, we kind of emphasize that too. Like you got to be able to extend this. You know, Des is really big on basic defense, head down, hands down, stretch them out. And then at last resort, if you got to scramble, go to your scramble. You know what I mean? And I think uh, coaches are either one or the other. They're either basic defense and if it doesn't work, belly out, or they try to go too advanced too soon and they start trying to teach these kids all these, you know, sit the corner kind of stuff right off the bat. So the kids don't get that. The whole gambit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if they have a good feel for stuff like sitting in the corner, then definitely help them develop that because if you already have a feel for it, you know, you're already ahead of the game. But like for me, I'm really good in there, but, but what's helped me get even better is someone gets in on my leg. I'm sprawling, you know, trying to get down hips away. If they do build up, Boom, throw the head outside, sit the corner. And I'm already way farther ahead. They're not so deep like in my hip compared to if I just did it right off the shot. Yeah. So I think coaches need to realize if you have a kid who likes to scramble, like teach them like those basic fundamentals so that it does set up their scrambling better. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, and it's frustrating to your opponent too, because I, you know, they gotta fight through your basic defense first. And then finally when they see that light at the end of the tunnel and they get their head up and they think it's about to go down. And you shut boom. it down. You, yeah. yeah, then you just shut them down again and they're like God dang it. And you know, even that's I tell my Just kids. Like,
1: like a mental game. uh, Like if mm-hmm. someone can't take you down and like there's someone who shoots a lot, right? Has good takedowns. Like how much does that mess with them? Like if they can't get a takedown, like that can change their whole match strategy and throw them off mid match. And that's where you mm-hmm. really start opening up on someone.
0: Yeah. I know, you know, there's, I've had girls that aren't the same level as a girl and the girls got a specific takedown and we just shut it down, just shut it down. I mean, you saw it Josh at freestyle state. We shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. And the girl just got frustrated. It just broke her, you know, mentally, you know, and that's gotta be frustrating when you know that that's your go-to takedown and that go-to is not go, not going the way you want it to. You know, speaking of which, what's your go-to? If there's 10 seconds left on the clock, Forrest has to score, what's, what's Forrest looking at? It's honestly, it's either going to be
1: a knee pull single or a low single. I can't pick between the two. I love both of them, and I'll go either side on both of them. So whatever right. is there. So I'm, I'm gonna just telling you right now that, that
0: was, I'm just telling you right now that was a test to see how Iowa you are. You failed the test. Lincoln Macaroby got asked that question. He looked at the camera and said, "I have several," and he just nodded <laughs> I mean, to the guys on think, the side. <laughs>
1: if you think about
0: it, I just said there's four different
1: shots I could take. <laughs>
0: If That's true. To, yeah, you
1: know, two, the other, two to this side, steps. two to this side. Yeah, so
0: yeah. You better have eight legs and eight plus arms <laughs> to stop plus, all plus of them.
2: Got four different setups on that, so that really exponentially makes it like sixteen that, different that, possibilities.
1: Oh yeah, and the and combinations are endless at this point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to keep a simple, answer, but yeah, there's a, yeah. quite a bit I'm gonna <laughs> hit.
0: I'm just messing. I'm just messing. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. So top five songs in Forrest's playlist while she's like, while she's in the tunnel, you're in the tunnel, the match before you still going on top five songs in your playlist.
1: All right. Well, of course it's going to be my walkout song, um, public service announcement by Mm Jay-Z. Uh, and then the rest are probably going to be Eminem. Honestly, ah. like I listen to Eminem constantly, and his I like his older stuff better. So, so all what are you the OG. At? Let me let me just pull up my most played songs for you. we we'll make it easy. Uh, <laughs> Lose yourself, Zerk, uh, the real Slim Shady, Rap God. I think I'm already at five, but there you go. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Is- <laughs> but yeah, I oh, mean, I just
1: listen to. I got one more. <laughs>
0: Yeah, go ahead. Give one more. Why not? Uh,
1: to like for for,
0: the, for those little girls out there that, that are just little forests in the future coming up, you know, they, they got to make sure that they emulate you in every way. They got to have those top <laughs> five. So now they know. They got it all listed out now.
1: Got to go listen yeah. to Eminem. He's the OG.
0: Nice. So um, when it comes to training at Hawkeye Wrestling Club, what – is it just the quality of the coaches? Is it – well, give me – give me, like – the number one thing you think really makes the difference? Is it the atmosphere in terms of like in the room, like just everybody having them all on the same page, the same mindset? Is it just having close friends that you train with, like, you know, Allie and, and uh, the girls that you brought help come in, bring in, like, what is it exactly? If you had to put your finger on it, like this right here is really what made the difference.
1: Like for me personally?
0: Yeah, just you personally.
1: Uh, I'm gonna have to say probably the environment the environment, but that's comes from, you know, the coaches, it comes from my teammates, it comes from the college team, from the other HWC guys, you know, the people there. I shouldn't say environment, I should say people. The people there have, I think, what really made the difference. You know, you could have the best facilities in the world or you could have the absolute worst and still be a champion either way, but it's the people that are around you, you know, um, that really make or break you, I think.
0: All right. What's one thing out of the room that you've learned at the Hawkeye Wrestling Club you've been like, ah, like it just like resonated with you. Like, and it's made a difference either in your weight cutting or your mental side of things or whatever, just something that's just like clicked, like, you, you just were like, yes, this is useful to me.
1: I mean, obviously the diet, like I'm just getting better and better about what I need to feel myself and feel good and keep my weight down. But something that's kind of interesting and I just started doing it when I moved to Iowa is, uh, I tell like, this is going to sound funny, but I tell myself to be a gangster before I go wrestle. Like a gangster is someone who's hard who doesn't let up, who's gonna get the job done, regardless of how it's gonna get done, like they have no mercy. So I didn't do that until I got to Iowa and I started like figuring out like how my mindset works and what I need to hear and things like that. So like I tell myself, go be a gangster before every match.
2: Now, Forrest, (laughs) Forrest, does this have anything to do with Michaela Beck also being there? Because she's a gangster.
1: No. uh, I mean, me and Michaela are very similar in how we think. Uh, (laughs) Michaela's Instagram story is a little more like really shows you how she is. She's hilarious. But no, I just like, like talking to Perry just about like mindset stuff and how like, I don't know how I respond to things. Like I just started kind of saying it to myself when it's like, this was I think the turning point when I started realizing like that's what I need to tell myself is I was talking to Perry and like, he's like, you know what, regardless of what happened before, when the lights were bright, I showed up and he did. And uh, I feel like that's being a gangster, like out on the mat, like, you know what I mean? You could, regardless of your lifestyle, regardless of how you train, of how the other girl trained, like whatever it is, like if you show up when it counts, you're a gangster. Um, And I told myself like, I want to show up when the lights are bright and not get nerves not you know feel this way or that way like i show up when it counts and i think i've started to do that more this year and uh that's just all mindset you know and so I told myself to be a gangster and i think that's helped a lot actually
0: <laughs> that's funny because des tells our last year's heavyweight it was her first year wrestler she would well, she made kind of a run at the end of the season and she would tell her go be a chola she'd go out there and she's First year wrestler, she's only weighing 205. She's got these girls, you know- This big girls, her, yeah. 20, 30 pounds heavier than her. And she's like, you've seen her, Josh, just like a kind of a thin girl, but she's like six feet tall. And yeah. she just gets his face on and She goes out there and just snap double. And they weren't ready for <laughs> a heavyweight weight to be doubling, you know, but she'd go out there yeah. and just get chola on them. So that's <laughs> funny. That's funny. So, um, Iowa City compared mm-hmm. to Cali. Ooh, big difference big
1: difference. Yeah. Um, give it to I mean, the biggest thing I've noticed, I mean, obviously like the lifestyle is different, you know, California vibe is completely different than living in, in the Midwest, but just, No Mexican food? I, I've seen one Mexican restaurant. I haven't tried it yet. I'm a little nervous too, just because I have high standards for Mexican food, you know?
0: There we go, <laughs> yes, I, I, I tell everybody, I have a taco in every city my clubs goes to, and every city I travel to to do a tournament, I have I have Mexican food everywhere, so I could officially say we have the best Mexican food in California.
1: How can we not though? I mean, for real. So I honestly I don't like eating Mexican food other places unless I'm home. Like I just I feel like it's just <laughs> not going to live up to the hype. So I just don't it's even want b- to. I don't want to bother with it. But uh, the yeah. biggest thing I've noticed is just living in a community that loves wrestling so much, like. California is not really like that. Like maybe like mid-cal a little bit, but like these people live and die for wrestling. Like they love wrestling as much as they love the football team. I, there was like 12,000 people for the Iowa and Iowa state duel. Like that's amazing. 12,000 people came to watch this one duel meet. Like when I was in high school, we luck, we were lucky if our parents came to watch the yeah. duel
0: meet. <laughs> he 12 people against the rival, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, like we didn't even set up chairs for people to come watch, you know? So That uh, just the support and how much they've embraced us girls and how much they're keeping up with us and they love us and they want to see more content with us. And they're just very, very supportive. Um, I, I think it's so cool to live in a community that loves wrestling like that. And you know, like, and you see it when I like win matches and stuff, I'm like pounding my chest. Like I got the HWC on my singlet, you know, that's repping where I train and you know, I take pride in that.
0: Yeah. No, that that's super important, right? Because I'm sure. I I feel like too uh, the most successful programs are the ones where the entire team is bought in. You have to be vested. You have it has to mean something to you, otherwise you're you're not going to get that success. You could talk about all you want, do all the training you want, but if the team isn't bought into the coach and the philosophy, you know, you're you're really just spinning your wheels, right?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean. Look at the coaching staff we have. Tom and Terry Brands, Mark Perry, Ryan Morningstar, Bobby Telford. Like, we have an amazing coaching staff. Like, how can you not be bought into this program? Like, they've had success. They know what it takes. You know, they live and breathe this every day. Tom and Terry's have been doing this for how many years? And they still come into practice every day, like, ready to go. I've never seen them walk in, like, shuffling around. They're always aware, always ready to so I mean how can you not like be ready to go when your coaches are that excited for practice they're not even competing anymore but they're that ready so <laughs> I mean it's awesome you know
0: oh no for sure like I yeah it's got to I mean how do you not get motivated right when the, when the when the chief is ready to go how are you not motivated exactly you know so Josh your next question because I keep be talking
2: in, inside the room how does it work like I mean I've heard that Everybody's on board with the girls, like Tom, Terry, Perry. Everybody is completely on board. How, how does it work? Are you guys your own separate practice? Are you exactly with the boys? Or would yeah, you we're treated
1: wrestling? We're treated no different than the HWC guys. There's uh, four girls and five guys right now, and we're treated no different. Um, like right now, like we're kind of doing – we're going to be doing a little bit more of our own practices just because we're peaking, you know, getting ready for Worlds. And the, this is the guys' downtime, especially the college team. But like during the college season, we all practice together in the afternoons. Um, in the mornings, like have, some days we'll do technique, and it'll be just uh, the freestyle guys. But otherwise, in the afternoons, team practice with everybody. And I mean, it's I like it. I like it like that. Um, I mean, sometimes they do a little more folk style top bottom stuff, and we'll do more of what we need work on but it's still going through the team practice with them like the energy in the room and how hard everyone's working makes you work harder you know it's different than going through a practice by yourself so we all wrestle together for a good majority of it
2: right awesome yeah because i've heard i heard that i just wanted to confirm with you that that's the way it was and yeah that's, that's awesome i mean it just everybody's on board everybody. and the guys
1: are the guys are super cool too i mean even this week while the girls are gone uh, Gavin Teasdale rolled with me a couple days and Terry put us through practice and I worked out with Spencer on a Friday morning.
2: So, you was, know, I was going to ask you that next. Like I saw, I think a tweet from Spencer saying he rolled with, I guess, yeah. than you and like, there's no doubt she's ready for them to win, go in the worlds.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, me and Spencer cool. haven't rolled before. Um, but he's like, Hey, if you need someone, like I'm more than happy to. And, and they're in their downtime anyways. Like I'm not going to ask him during season of course but you know he, he's getting ready for his competitions but you know he had some free time and i really appreciate it and i got a great workout in and he, you know he has an awesome feel obviously and just i was asking him a few things about how he does some scrambling situations just to get his view on it and uh it was a really great practice and i i really appreciate it and gavin too you know gavin's great at freestyle so it wasn't i got some uh, awesome days in with him and Terry just putting us through and really working on some areas to uh, sharpen up before worlds
2: Nice Nice
0: So for you, obviously 2020 is in the plans um, What do you think is going to be the toughest weight class? Seeing how everybody has to kind of fill in and do stuff like that like For domestically
1: do th- or internationally? Yeah,
0: no, just domestically, just to get the team, just to get on the team
1: um I mean obviously 50 is always tough I mean even just to make a world team at 50 it's tough because there's just so many the depth is there for sure we've got our top four or five girls are good um I think 62 is going to be a little hard I think a lot of people that are in 59 and 65 are going to go to 62 and we're also Mm -hmm. seeing that internationally like a lot, like the, around those two weights where me and Allie are at, everyone's going into 62 already. Like there's been a couple girls from my weight that have dropped down and same with Allie's weight. Um, so I think that's just happens to be the weight class. That's going to be tough.
0: Nice. Awesome. Let's see here. Hang on a second. I'm trying to see if anybody's asked questions yet. Cause uh, everybody complains to me. Like I was asking questions and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't see him. My bad. No. Okay. So what, let me ask you this. Okay. Because I'm a drills coach. I like drilling. I like like, not just drilling, but like breaking down moves and putting them into drills that lead up to the move uh-huh. stuff like that. What is something that, what, what what's a drill that comes to mind that you've found probably the most helpful, um, before you really start like getting into your technique, like the full move, stuff like that. Like a coach who taught you how to penetrate and he had you do this drill or a coach who taught you how to you know, move your feet. He did this drill.
1: Uh, this is a really specific one for me. I got two of them actually for you. One Perfect. was I love doing that over collar tie to a slide by. Mm. I love getting on the, over, especially cause I'm long, you know, I can really wrap around someone there. And JM, uh, the coach at Key used to make me do cartwheels through the whole room back down both sides, because when you hit that slide by over top, um, you got to keep your legs straight. And a mm-hmm. lot of people are going to want to squat and it doesn't work right if you, don't, uh, if you do. So you have to yeah. kind of, it like seems really backwards with, re- with wrestling and like basic fundamentals, but you have to on that move, keep your legs straight, reach down to the leg and get, get their momentum coming forward. So I used to do cartwheels constantly. If If you have a kid that has a good feel for that over collar tie, Doing cartwheels uh-huh. into that shot um, helped me a lot. Just, uh-huh. it's the same movement, you know? And then another yeah. one was, um, I've been really trying to work on footwork since I've been in Iowa. And you know, Perry always tells me how Don Smith said he could outwork everybody with just his feet, not even putting uh-huh. hands on him. His footwork was that much like better than everyone, so much movement, forcing you to react. So after every practice, I do stance in motion. Uh-huh. And not just stance in motion like I actually visualize like coaches say of what I'm doing putting my combinations together not just one thing which I think a lot of people do in stance in motion and they kind of just go through it like I'm yeah. really thinking like this is stuff that I'm going to do in a match and I go through those combinations like I fake snap them drop off to the ankle you know drive up to a single things like that um, and it's helping me pick up my footwork in matches and try to move constantly uh, mm-hmm. so really stance and motion as basic as it is. I do it a lot
0: Yeah, I I usually tell my kids like you've been wrestling long enough too, where you know How things should feel like you should yeah. imagine when you're imagining like a post on somebody You should imagine your hand compressing when you put your hand on them mm-hmm. You should imagine them shooting and blocking off You should feel that mentally feel that that pressure on your body and be able to move with it so that way because I, when I went to Cal State Fullerton uh, we were discussing this gymnast that was there who had um major injury, was unable to to compete all year, was her senior year, she wanted to hit do the floor routine one more time, scored a perfect 10. And she right. like just got cleared. And they asked her, you know, how did you how did you do that? And she's like, Well, I just mental visualization. But yeah. people don't understand that it's not just thinking it, it's thinking it with that proprioceptive skill of like knowing, like, like if I told you like Forrest, close your eyes and imagine. And, and this is always really vivid cause I can always imagine this hitting a low single and overshooting it, feeling that, that, that collar hit the shin bone and coming up and how their body's responding. Like you can imagine all that I pressure on the that. back of your yeah. neck, you know, they are just talking about it, you know, and any wrestler who's done wrestling for a while can do that. You mm-hmm. know, and so effective visualization. I feel like isn't described to kids enough for them to really effectively do it and they don't understand how important it is yeah you know? i didn't
1: really start using it until i got to iowa and realized how important it was and at first when people be like you need to visualize i'm like uh like i don't need to visualize i need to actually do it and then i started visualizing when i would do dance in motion and i think mm-hmm. it's helped quite a bit I, I just i was i was naive i didn't understand exactly yet. i was like why do we need to visualize this so much like this is wasting my time. You know what I mean? Like I need to go hit these reps, but it's very, very useful when you learn how to use it properly.
0: Nice. So you went from Manisha to MOBAP to King. Um, what was really the difference that set in, in the day-to-day practices between MOBAP and King?
1: Uh the difference in the practice, I mean, the intensity was just different. I remember when I was transferring to King, like I wanted to go there because I, like, I looked at that team and I was like, they have got the best girls. You know, they were killing everyone my freshman year of college. Uh, yeah. They had multiple national champions. I was like, if I'm going to get better, I need to be getting beat up by people. And that's how I learned how to wrestle, you know, wrestling the boys. Like I used to get beat up every day, but I learned. And, yeah. uh, so when I was looking at the King team, I was like, they have the best girls. Like, that's where I need to be. If I want to get better at wrestling. And I mean, we, we used to scrap in there. I mean, when I was a, my first year at King, we still had, you know, the Doyle twins, Sarah Hildebrandt, Haley Gello, Amanda Hendy, Julia Salata, Hannah Gricewood, um, Florian It wasn't Ramos. fair
0: because you guys had like, Hammers. Did, did, did Paige go there too? Jen Page, no, she did that one year at OCU and then went to the training CU, center. Training center, okay, yeah. But you guys got like just a stupid team because even before that, you had like Hannah Martin. You had like you had hammers yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah you had had, like, Obama, the but players. you guys had like
2: the second team girls all Americaning too.
0: The second what?
2: All the second string girls, like the you know. Oh you yeah. Two and away, but they were yeah. all Americaning.
1: Uh, yeah. Once they broke the lineup, they would all american too. I mean, we were just it was crazy like how good we were especially in my first year there I mean just killed everybody
0: so having JM back is gonna do wonders for that program again like big I time don't see it. I uh. mean it really dropped off when he left I mean it, it really like you know I mean they kind of wrote out the residual with the doys there and everything like that but yeah I think having JM back's gonna definitely yeah and i know you know he
1: started the women's team and that was like his baby that he really developed that program um so i know he's always been very passionate about it but juggling two college teams i mean it's so demanding i mean already like look at how many coaches actually do both teams there's very very few because you just can't give all your attention to both there's so much that goes into it all your work is doubled so um I mean, they have a really young group right now. It was almost all freshmen in that starting lineup, except for like maybe two or three girls. So give yeah. them some time, you know, let him keep developing those wrestlers. They're going to be really good in the next couple of years, I think.
0: Yeah, I know Julia was really high on her team and how well they did last year, despite, uh, yeah, I think all but two she had posted were freshmen. And it's like, man, that's and pretty then a majority scary.
1: of them all American as freshmen. Yeah. Like it's low, but maybe a low American, but they already got a taste of it. You know, this is their first year in the college circuit. Like watch what's going to happen in a couple of years.
0: And they know, they know the wrestlers that they want too. that's the thing. Like they know the wrestlers that getting a taste of it's not going to be enough for those girls. You know, that room is going to be right back at it again. What's the craziest thing that they had you do at King? Like when you like your first week there, you're like, what we're doing, what?
1: Our hell week. So if, if, when you go through King's hell week, like if you haven't gone through it before, it's really hard because you just don't know what to expect. And you know, it's long my first year it's five days and you know, we have six a.m.s, We have afternoon practice and we have, we had to do a lift like in between. And, uh, and of course it's like a density lift, like preseason, like just trying to pack on a little muscle. I mean, she our first morning at 6 a.m. We're running this hill called Mockingbird and it's so long and so steep. You can't even see the top and it's pitch dark outside. We're just running it for like two hours straight. I remember one time JM, we got in trouble for something and JM sent us to Mockingbird in the middle of the season in the rain. It was freezing outside and everyone was soaked and we were running for so long like on Mockingbird. There's one workout we have to do where he drops us off at the Bristol racetrack, like the NASCAR racetrack. And we have to run back to school and it's like eight miles or something. Just it, all of its crazy But Once you've gone through it, honestly, it's kind of fun. Like the running sucks, but the workouts in the wrestling room, like the push pushout drill which is just like, it's kind of like sumo wrestling. Like, you got to just own your circle.
0: Bounce them off the wall. Yep, got to bounce love, them off the wall. Loved that yes.
1: workout. It was so much fun. I wasn't even worried about getting tired. That workout was a blast. Like, you could just slam people into the wall. Um, you know, our grind matches were always good. My first year, you guys know Jesse Key? Me and yes. Jesse, I was hyping up. me and Jesse Key's grind match. We, we had everybody come in. Like, boys came in to watch our grind match. The nice. girls that were in the same group as us were mad because they couldn't watch it. We were just like throwing elbows and going hard. Explain
0: explain the grind match because it's like 100, right? You got to score like –
1: It depends. We had like two of them. One of them was like you got to score 100 more points than your partner. (laughs) Not just 200. You have 100 more points. Like a tech ball times 10. And then uh, the other grind match was just times and you had to break them. Like that was the whole goal of a grind match was to break them. And Jay like really believed like that's how you would get better is trying to break your partner. So it could be 20 minutes. It could be an hour. It could be longer than an hour. You don't like, he tells you like when we start but the point is to break them and you'll either keep going at it or he'll kick them out.
0: It's one of the two. Yeah, I mean that that honestly, just getting them to do stuff like that. And I've had discussions with parents about my approach Cause it varies depending on the group of girls that I'm coaching and like a panorama. I had nothing but like first generation immigrant kids and you could do that. Yeah. You'd lock them in the room, boom. And being like, you're going at it and it's just business. It's not personal. You know, yeah. and those girls took it to heart. They just yeah. get it, you know? And Ramos said, do it, do it. Other schools I coach at, Man, so they'd mad. have the they'd have the police in there, they'd have oh, the gosh. temperature gauge. Yeah. I like guess it's, yeah. it's you know it's, it's like every this bench
1: that we would make the freshmen carry to every workout we do during Hell Week. <laughs> and JM doesn't call it this because I don't think he's allowed to, but the girls will call it the bitch bench. And <laughs> if if JM thinks that you broke in the workout, he'll put you on the bitch bench. It's like very it should be like very embarrassing to be on the bench and you should be like trying <laughs> everything you can to not get put on the bench um, so like, I, it's got to be funny to watch us just carry this bench around all over bristol tennessee for hell
0: week <laughs> i would have a corner in the room that was just tape and i think the like, <laughs> rest is in there go in the corner and oh there you go Just all they'd be so pissed when they're in there when they come out they're just fire they don't want to yeah. be in there you know it's like oh terrible no that's awesome no that, i think that stuff i mean that's i don't know i don't consider that hazy you know, that's just no. something that's, it's a rite of passage. It's a, Nobody, it's a like, rite nobody's, of
1: passage is a good way to put it. And it's a motivator.
0: Yeah. Like know? there's got to be that negative consequence for your actions. You know, yeah, not everything's of,
1: of- handholding. I hate when people are like, like, Oh, it's okay. Like, no, it's not okay. You're like you were slacking. You're going to go sit on the bitch bench. You know? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! I know a coach that calls it. She calls it being a little bitch syndrome. You got little bitch syndrome. Go over there. You know and it's like. oh It is what it is, you know. But wrestling, and this is what I tell people too. Like wrestling's wrestling. Like, I I coach wrestling because that's what tough people do. Tough people wrestle. Like seeing these people that kind of like everybody gets a medal and every and you can't hurt their feelings. And it's like that's why you're in there like you got to make somebody feel uncomfortable nobody's going to give you anything in wrestling you got to make them feel bad yeah you know and it's just kind of rough to kind of see that I know I'm going to probably catch some heat for that but yeah I just I don't agree with that
1: I agree with you I, I agree with you completely I don't think everyone should get a medal I took my lumps for a long time a long time I had you know go through the ringer and get up by the older girls and it's just part of the sport you know it's part of growing up it's part of learning
0: and how much more does that first medal mean to you when you earn it when you
1: finally earned it big time definitely yeah like it should burn too like when you don't get that medal like people bring up like well last year worlds you lost for the bronze medal like that still burns back had too. beck <laughs> even brought it up Right before I went out, I think for my how third match. How did
0: punch her in the throat?
1: Like, me, that's up. how good me and Beck's relationship is. Like That's how good our relationship like, is. That She knew. She's probably the only person that could have said that to me, too. Before I really went out for my third match at Final X this year, she's like, you remember how bad it hurt when you lost 1-1 on criteria for the bronze medal at your first <laughs> senior world championships? You better go get it back right now. You know what I mean? Like That's how good yeah. of our relationship is. But... You know, it yeah. should hurt, and that's motivating, and that's yeah. how you got to be motivated in wrestling. I'm not going to hold your hand through it, you know.
0: hmm At some point, you got to grow up, pull your big big pants on, and go out there and get that fight on. Exactly. And that's the other thing too. Sometimes you're not going to be technically better. Sometimes you just got to grit, you know. And oh, I think yeah. I think that series with you and Maya kind of, you know, showed that too because she's equally tough. You know, she's she's not somebody who's just going to lay down you know, knowing that you came in, you know, the, the team member last year and almost meddled, you know, some people go out there and you can see they're already defeated. You know, having somebody tough like that, I think also, like, for you kind of validates your position, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, this is my spot, you know, yeah. and Perry claiming kept it.
1: Saying, Perry kept saying that because it was the same thing with, like, going in and fix. He's like, it's number one versus number two for this mm-hmm. spot. This is, you're not, not going to walk in and just take it. And it doesn't matter that she's younger. She's a junior world champ. So Mm -hmm. is Fix. Me and Gilman were in the same position. doesn't matter if you were on the team last year. They're coming in hungry to take your spot. Like, you better get ready to go every match.
0: That's awesome. I thoroughly enjoy that. (laughs) So let me ask you this. What's a subject that you're passionate about? Whether it be in wrestling or not in wrestling, just something that like you are open for debate on these things or you just like, you know, just sparks you like it just lights your fire.
1: Oh, that's a hard question. I don't know. I'll argue about anything. If I don't agree with you, I don't care. (laughs) Honestly. Uh, I don't know. I mean, pick something. What's something that people argue about? People well,
0: I, I I saw a topic. Um, one of the one of the uh, resident athletes posted that, you know, just how the women athletes are treated. You know, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily at the at the OTC or just in general, what she was necessarily meaning. But I mean, I hear some horror stories about it, and I'm just like, yeah, that's kind of crappy that our girls have to deal with that. You know, uh, whether it be people, you know, jumping over the girls as they're trying to go live or. You know their practice getting interrupted stuff like that like
1: oh i i do i know what you're talking about so like there was uh, sometimes when we're at the otc we have national team camp and mm-hmm. men's freestyle has national team camp at the same time like sometimes their practice goes over and like when our practice is supposed to start things like that and girls get like you know like pissed off about it and it's like hey like if we have a practice at this time like you guys had two hours you know we start at this time like be respectful yeah. of that. You know, we have national yeah. team camp, like we're trying to win world title just as well. So maybe that's what you're talking about. You know, when the boys think they yeah. own the room, especially if it's like juniors or something like get out of here. Like you're <laughs> a kid still like I'm a senior yeah. world team member. I'm trying to, want to win a national championship. Like get you are too, but I'm a little bit older than you. So goodbye. You know, yeah. don't be in my area. Don't act like you own the room. So come back when that, your
0: voice cracks.
1: Yeah, exactly. When you got some <laughs> hair on your chest, then you can talk to me about Matt's face, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just a respect thing. It doesn't matter if we're women or not. You know what I mean? That's just being respectful yeah. that then, you know, the next team has practice at so this time, you know, there's eight mats in that wrestling room. Like you can scoot over like a little bit, you know? So like, yeah, if that's and we're all team, team USA exactly. and we're all team USA.
0: exactly
1: so if that's what they're referencing then yeah that's just a respect thing you know and i understand men's freestyle is very very good we have a tough team but so is our women people forget we've taken second or third in the world at world championships like multiple the past multiple times the past couple years so we're right there too and i really think we have a good team this year to you know crack japan so you know it's just respect but i'll argue about anything if you just want to pick a topic (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, that that's true though. Cause I, I, I mean hearing that obviously is a bad thing, you know, but at the end of the day, we're all team USA and, and I'll be honest too, like people kind of forget about it. But when like Julia is asking for continued support, you know, after the men have already wrestled and obviously they had like two years ago, they won the world championships, which I think will probably end up winning last year's too. when all the Russian doping stuff settles. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, you know, she asked for continued support. And one of the biggest stars in the history of USA Wrestling is, like, why are you being so divisive? And I was kind of like, that's kind of oh, crappy. Oh,
1: yeah, the, big, the big Twitter fight with JV yeah, uh, yeah.
0: and Julia. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, dude, she just asked for continued support. Like, rep our girls. Like, that's our team. Like, I, I was uh, having a conversation earlier today with somebody. And they were like, oh, what sports do you like? And I said, well, obviously, wrestling's number one. I said, I I watch cycle racing. I said, but anything with USA – my face paint goes on, I get my flag. I don't care if it's, you know, a curling or yeah. if it's, you know, I, I don't <laughs> care what it is. If it's USA brother, I am there. Like yeah. I don't care, I'm cheering. And especially if there's the other teams got a crowd. Oh, it's me against the world. And after the world championships like that. I was at the ESPY awards when Kale the senior year and I showed up at the Kodak theater, dude, I was draped body paint i was flag holding <laughs> cody sanderson looked up and i was yelling and they were like they're like sir you gotta be quiet or you're gonna be asked to go and i was like i don't give a f like <laughs> the only real athlete just walked in right now and none of you introduced him other than the basketball players playing with their balls and you guys are skipping the one big story here <laughs> yeah, of course but uh, but i remember cody looking up at me like yeah. that guy's crazy but I'm a, re- I'm a wrestler and I'm Team USA and that's how yeah, it goes Yeah, for sure. So I, I thought like, that,
1: you know? I mean, I didn't read the whole Twitter fight. It was way too long. I don't want to read the whole <laughs> oh, thing. Yeah. It got crazy.
0: But yeah, I got it crazy. Was it was stupid.
1: I remember it causing so much drama that summer. And I'm like, guys, we're all Team USA. We're on the same team. We're trying to win the same title. We're not competing against each other. Like, why are we fighting? Like, I thought it was so stupid. I don't even, I don't do drama. So I just yeah. was like, whatever. I'm doing what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, I got my title to worry about, right?
1: Yeah, for real. Like I got other things to worry about than who said what on Twitter. Like how old are we? Are we in middle school? Like seriously. <laughs> yeah,
0: just keep working, right? So no, that's awesome. That's awesome. No, I I love it. Like I like I said, I I love my wrestling, but I love my country more than anything. And whoever's repping my country, there we go. Oh, let's ask you this. Because I don't think that ladies necessarily pay enough attention, like high school high school girls pay enough attention to it but um the yanni Zayn debacle do
2: Whoa. you feel
0: it should be settled or do you feel they should just do one more match to say okay hey winner take all let's let's just solidify this because we need the best rep possible it's
1: like, hard it's so hard because i love both of them they're both awesome dudes they're both phenomenal at wrestling um uh, hmm. i think for uh, i want to when you look at it one way i'm like for the sake of everything for the team spot for the country for the t- for them to like let's wrestle out that third match you know mm-hmm. or even yeah. or re-wrestle the second period of the second match whatever they decide some crazy thing to do to really let them decide like who should be the world team member and on one side mm-hmm. i'm like it'll resolve all these issues if we just wrestle it out but if you do that, the other side of it is, all well, is this going to happen all the time? Now, anyone, anytime someone loses a big match, they're going to want to call lawyers and challenge the call and this and that. You know what I mean? It could open up a can of worms at the same time. So it's just, it, I think it's really hard to go about it. Well, just biased. remember, though. Yeah, I'm biased just towards the wrestling. I just want I want them yeah. to wrestle it out. You know. Yeah, what I, mean? I want to see it again. See yeah, I want to see it again.
0: I don't care. <laughs> like,
1: and this is it. Like, winner takes all. This match, whatever they decide to do, but it it's either way. There's gonna be issues with it, and it's gonna resolve other issues. So I don't know. It should be very very interesting, though.
0: I would say honestly, it's not gonna open up a can of worms because you know why? You know when the last time this happened was? I couldn't. I couldn't
1: even tell you. Not like since I've been 40, around.
0: Not like thirty years ago. Yeah, like Matt really? Lindland.
2: No, Matt no, Lindland well, did it. Yeah, that, that one, Matt Lindland, and then uh, Leroy Smith. And
0: oh, that was even further. That was that was after. That was before Matt. That was no. the, yeah, the '84 They were, Yeah. They so went it's to court like,
2: and they wrestled a part of a match.
1: Part of the match. Yeah, <laughs> Jeez.
2: Went to court and finally, they wrestled a part of a match. They started at a certain point, and one guy was down, and I want to say. Who was it? I
0: don't know. It was Leroy. Sniffen I forget with somebody. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think it was an Iowa guy. I think it was an Iowa guy. But um, uh, who was it? Gosh, dang it, Lewis. I think it was Randy Lewis. Yeah, Randy Lewis. It wasn't. Oh, it Randy was Lewis.
2: Was. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So, no, that's awesome. So, okay, Josh, you had a question about uh, asking Forrest if she would have wrestled in an event if uh, they had it back in the day with her. Yeah. Because so- we're doing we're doing an event in October uh-huh. because we are all about girls wrestling and we're not a boys channel that switch occasionally lets the girls f- share some of the spotlight. We actually just focus on girls only. So go ahead, Josh hit her with it.
2: Yeah, so we're we're doing like a who's number one, but we're not calling it that for copyright things, but we're doing a who's who's the number one girl in October. Um, kind of a preseason that we can fly the best girls out. Would you have, would you have wrestled in that if you were given the opportunity?
1: Like, uh, like, like when I was in high school.
2: Yeah,
1: for sure. I would have like loved to. Like when I look at that event now, like when you're in high school, like that's like one of the biggest events ever, you know, like in your world. Like if and how they have they have girls only one, but they have girls matches now in who's number one. Like yeah. I would have loved to have wrestled in that when I was in high
2: school. I would have yeah. thought it was so cool. But that's the thing. They're only doing one match. You know, they're doing one highlight
0: match.
1: Yeah, if um, you guys did a whole event, like, I think that'd be super cool to do. Which we're you know it? what you're going to call it?
0: Yeah, it's it's at this event called the Nightmare. So the Nightmare is we have a high school division and then a high school elite division, right? Yeah. So, and this the top 13 are in the elite. So we're going to see them. Top 13 will be in the elite. The top three in the high school. So let's say you have a freshman that's like badass freshman coming in. I don't believe in just giving somebody... A ranking i i believe like let them earn it so then run through the high school division if they score if they run the top three of the high school division they'll automatically be put into the elite division and then that they'll be able to make some noise but in between those finals matches we're going to put these who's number one matches
2: because usa wrestling does like a rankings but it's so like Spotty. It,
0: it, it, we'll spotty, just call it spotty. Like, yeah,
2: we'll, we'll call it spotty. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah, we'll be nice somebody, about
2: it. Maybe somebody All-American in Oklahoma. Maybe somebody All-American in Fargo. But then, you know, three, four, or five girls. Like, there's girls on the ranking that my daughter's beat and she's not ranked, but right. But it doesn't matter. Like, we're trying to get the top, like, invite, like, the top two girls. I mean, I feel like, seniors, I,
1: yeah, I feel like everyone really knows who Mm -hmm. the best girls are, regardless of the ranking. Like, people know who's the top girls. So, I mean, I think this is an awesome event. I think people would come out for it, you know, and if you hyped it up as much as they do, who's number one? Like, yeah, why not? Especially if it's all girls.
0: Because, hang on, Worlds are when? Worlds are in September?
1: Yeah, the 14th through the 22nd.
0: So, there's a possibility, then, that False Molinari might show up at the Nightmare because it's in California and who wants to be in Iowa? (laughs) <laughs> when it's cold, and you could be in, Cali- in Pasadena, California. Pasadena, oh, California. Brutal. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure I know somebody who can get her into Disneyland too if you want to go there. Or, like, I don't know, something. I but, mean,
1: if we could help me up? out with a plane ticket I'm or in. something, I'll be there. I just hey, need a ticket. <laughs>
0: I'm, hey, I, hey, I'm sure we could figure out something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure if we just out, out something,
1: I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure. all gung ho to go back to California for <laughs> even a
0: day. I <laughs> and you can, oh, you know, maybe it's maybe Josh. Maybe it's like a clinic, and then like, oh, hey, good, the Hawkeye, good, idea. Hawkeye Wrestling Club's like, oh, it's it's a work thing. Okay, we got to get her out there, and then she takes home a little bit of pocket money. Like, you got, man, you got my number. Got you got my number. You got my number. Dude, I'm the, so I'm all the about tournament. the girls.
1: Do the tournament have the, like, who's number one thing? And then maybe, what, that's on a Saturday night? Sunday morning, clinic with Forrest. Willard. Oh,
0: no, no, no. Oh, no, no. We do the the, the tournaments on Sunday. So we okay. have, like, we have Saturday weigh-ins. Maybe you go through a workout with Forrest, and then you go right into your weigh-in.
1: All right. Yeah, I'm so with that, too. A, that you got to work
0: a little bit of weight off? Got to work a little bit of weight off? You know, people got to support our, our world champion. Our world champion. Our world champion. champion,
1: uh, <laughs> world champion. Okay.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, she just took out the Jap, so uh bonzai. Let's, let's get I after think, it. I think that sounds really think, good I, for I, sure. I think I think we're on something here. I think we are on to something. Yeah. I mean, how many Cali girls are on, I mean, we're number one in final X, number two on the world team. I mean, geez, I, let's go to the bottom. Victoria Anthony. Then we got Forrest. Final Forrest. X.
1: Yeah, just look at Yeah, final just X. the final X. X.
0: Just look at Final X. Uh
2: okay.
0: then you got Jakara. Okay, then you got, um yeah, so Dominic, you got you
2: know those, Dominic,
0: Paris. Dominic Um Let me see. Hang on, I'm trying to go through it in my head.
1: Oh, Alex Glaudé at 68.
0: Glaudé at 68. Yeah. That's already Is like Olivia Fisk from
1: California? Yeah, yes,
0: Olivia Fisk is. Olivia
1: Fisk. And so is Precious Bell, who wrestled at 76.
0: Yep, seven. Yeah. I think so, seven or
2: eight is what we...
0: Yeah,
1: you guys came up. with Oh, uh, Mallory Velty wrestled Kayla at 62. So that's eight right yeah. there.
0: Eight right there. Dang, California represents yeah,
1: almost 50% of,
0: uh, the, final ex- oh, the, ex- of ex- the final ex- competitors, yeah. man. And don't sleep on us. I, I I hate the fact that we took second at Fargo. And was it fourth in the duels? Because that's just, we did not send our team. We just I did not. Like,
1: I don't know if they still do this now, but when I went to Fargo, they tried to split up like our good girls on the, like the B <laughs> team, like yeah. to try to make like, California versus California. But other think yeah. co- other states are getting too good for that kind of stuff. Like send out your best team, you know, and let Thank other girls and like, and girl.
0: smash
2: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah.
0: smash yeah. go and unscored on. Like yeah. that was always my thing. And I when I used to talk to the women's director uh, or developmental coach, I used to tell them that like stop trying to like put two in the finals why don't you worry about just smashing
1: everybody
0: yeah. i mean like no
1: the- no one's gonna care like if it's california versus california but if you have california one california team that ran through people that's what people are going to talk about yeah. you know so yeah i mean
2: they,
0: yeah like no yeah. no they talk about dake going through the worlds without being scored on it's like no team california went through the tournament and nobody lost like exactly. they ran it you know like Cause that's the thing. Like a lot of California girls might lose in the finals comes to duels when it's like a team on the line and they, and they step up, Yeah, I can think of like Audrey Morehouse, Diamond Guilford, like all those girls, like lost the finals, came back, smashed in the duels, beat the person they lost to the day before. You know, it's just like, what? exactly? So yeah, I take it, I I take it personal. I really do. Like, and I also (laughs) think too, that Fargo is not what it used to be in terms of like what it means. To the girls on the team, because I feel like back when you were in high school, Dez was in high school. Like it meant something. Like there was like but when look you saw at how techies-
1: tough, Like look at those girls. Like look at the girls that are on the senior circuit now. Those were uh-huh. the girls that were in high school during our time. Look how yeah. tough Fargo was during that time. Like Allie Reagan, I think, is pound for pound one of the best wrestlers in the world. She uh-huh. didn't even. She never won Fargo. That's how yeah. tough Fargo was back in the day. You know what I mean? Like
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at how many, and how many times, like there wasn't very many, there wasn't four timers back then. Like it no. was, you know, you were happy to win one. When yeah. Hendy won her first one, it was like, whoa, like it was a grind for her to get. And she took second in the U.S. Open the year before. And she still, it was still like iffy if she was going to win it. You know, it was like, yeah. what? Like she went on a run, you know, like her and Jennifer Page being in there. Jennifer Page was like a legend because it was like, she never wrestled the girls. How was she going to do when she wrestled girls? She's you know, so
1: strong. I've I've wrestled Dude. her in a match, and all she does is a two on one. You cannot get out of that damn two on one. <laughs> I'm doing two on one on defense
0: the whole match. Like you practically have to like like coyote arm yourself. Like you have to literally chew it off yeah. so you could get away. Yeah. Like literally. Like it's crazy how strong that girl is. And I yeah I just remember seeing that redhead just ripping people's arms off and girls looking like their hand was caught in an elevator door. <laughs> Couldn't get that thing away from her. So it was terrible, but yeah, California definitely, definitely is deep for sure. Mm-hmm. But alrighty, well, we're coming up on an hour of your time, <laughs> which we know is invaluable. We also see the sun setting on your side of the world, so oh yeah, like, it's getting it's dark going over dark. here. As <laughs> <laughs> but, is there anything else you want to talk about? Go over like something you want to bring up maybe you're because we know you're like all over on the podcast everywhere right now like suddenly people notice girls wrestling so uh you know they all want you on there but is there something that maybe you forgot to bring up or they don't bring up or anything like that no that? i
1: think you guys hit some good topics like it wasn't the typical questions that you know people always ask like how did you start wrestling and and how is it here and i'm just like you know it's the same questions but you guys hit some good areas for sure I definitely hope I can come back out to California soon and put on a clinic. I think that'd be awesome. You know, my coaches
0: will be cool with it. So uh, I'm all for it. Mark man. it down. And hey, hey, if they got a chaperone, we're not going to be mad about that. Just going to tell you, I know Perry likes it out of here. I mean, oh, yeah. My, my, my wife went to Polly. You can tell them that. Yeah. Like, we, we donate money. Um, <laughs> I don't know, think Perry like, would complain would about a
1: trip to California. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, don't, I just like trying to tell people I'm like, dude, do you really want to go to Super 32 in the South when you could come to Cali in October and literally like wear shorts and not have to worry about making weight because the weather's still 80 something degrees? Yeah, definitely. And dry heat. Like, come on now beautiful people, good Mexican food. Oh, if you come, if you come to the nightmare, mm-hmm. I'm taking you to salsa and beer. You right. are going to love it. I'm telling I'm you right down. now, Takara Montgomery loves it. Uh, uh, I think I took Axel Molina there. Like, like, dude, everybody loves salsa and beer. You're going to love it. Trust me. That's the best Mexican food. Let's hands
1: plan down. It. Plan it
0: and Dan's sure. So, all right. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. We know you're busy. We know exactly. you have a million of these. So, and I, I, Thank you, Josh, because I know we do our podcast at night usually. And Josh was like, I'm on. No problem. He always <laughs> drops. Josh has literally done the podcast from his work truck on his phone. Like, he's That's literally com- done that it. That's
2: commitment
1: right there. I appreciate that, man. Dude, I'm, I'm, do what you I'm do, telling you.
0: Know? <laughs> like, he, he gets it done. Like, I couldn't ask for a better co host, seriously. Because, I'm just sweating it out. I, well, I've done it as a homeless man. Like, literally, like, <laughs> in, the, yeah, in, in the winter. winter, winter
2: <laughs> in the winter, he's got, like, three
0: jackets on and a blanket,
2: like, shivering, like. And then in the summer, he's sweating my, yeah, yeah, like am fat like, like chick right now. Dude, right
0: now, <laughs> like, like wanting cake right now. I'm just like, yeah. so good. But, no, like, I have a four-year-old, and she's a monster. Like, she's, like, rock climbing, does kickboxing. Like, she's a monster. Right. I can't do it in the house because she'll be like, dad, and just, like, jump on my lap. Yeah. And it'll, it'll be a nightmare, but <laughs> I have to do it outside. So yeah, they were like, what's wrong?" So like he's at a homeless encampment in California right now, <laughs> oh like my God. freezing outside <laughs> with like a trash can full of trash <laughs> burning up. But anyhow, alrighty. enough of that. Thank you so much for your time. We super appreciate it. And you know what? Know that wherever you are in the world, you got two people here in California that are going nuts for you right now. Cause I was up 2 a.m., 1 a.m., California time. Well, I don't sleep. Josh will tell you I don't sleep, but uh, I was I was watching every one of your dogu matches. I'm like, yes. If I gotta pay, I'll pay.
1: I, support my team. So, <laughs> I appreciate that so about much. It. Thank you so much for having me, guys. This was a lot of fun. Oh, thanks
0: for it. Wait, us. real quick, real quick, before we let you go, is there a Venmo or something? Somebody should hit you up. Maybe they want to help out the cause. I know being out there, being a, an athlete is it, it, you don't get paid anything. If anybody wants to donate, help out a girl who's who's repping. Not just Cali, but our country. Hey, five mean, bucks, five five bucks times the hundred people who watch this. A hey, five hundred bucks goes a long way. So, oh, big time,
1: man! You know, uh, yeah, my Venmo is at Forest AKA Snowflake. You know, any support helps. If people want to donate, that'd be awesome. Cool.
0: We'll put that okay. in
2: the show notes too.
0: Yeah. At Forest, aka Snowflake. Any no dots, no, no uh lowercase anything, just app forest. The F, the F
1: is uh uppercase and the S is uppercase on Snowflake, yeah.
0: Okay, awesome. Alrighty, we'll put that in. Do me a favor, text oh. it to me too, just so I can make sure I do it right I will. Alrighty. Thank you so much, Forest. Everybody, make sure you like this, give her a thumbs up, all that good stuff. Make her the most watched podcast episode. So we uh, keep awesome. moving forward. All right. Go team USA. See
1: you guys. Thank Thanks, you. Forrest.